Morning, church. This has been an amazing service thus far, right? I'm sure you all agree with me. Well, good morning, and uh, um, my name is Harold Channer. This is my lovely wife, Jerry Channer. And we are part of the Kennesaw, Ackworth, Woodstock, almost Hiram, I'm kidding, um, <laughs> community uh, group. And we're here to continue the stewardship series, and our focus this morning will be on Christians giving regularly. And when I think about giving regularly when I'm doing well spiritually, it's a time when I'm connecting with my God, and it's just, it's just an amazing time. But when I'm not doing well spiritually, and I'm thinking about giving regularly, ooh, it's an interesting time. I'm always, you know, I'm thinking about how I can, you know, take that money and maybe redirect it somewhere else, and all these various thoughts come to my mind. But that's not where God expects or wants his people to be. So I have a few scriptures I want to read that describes the expectation of what God has for his people when it comes to regular giving. In Psalm 96, 8, it says, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Proverbs eleven twenty four from the Message Bible says, The world of the generous gets larger and larger, but the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Deuteronomy 16, 17 says, Each of you must bring a gift in portion to the way the Lord your God has blessed you. You know, these scriptures captivate the heart of what God feels about his people and what, what he expects from us when he comes to regular giving. You know, when I think about the word giving and I think about the word offering, you know, it is truly words that are part of just a heart of worship, a heart of devotion. You know, when, from a spiritual meaning, it's, it's obligation. It is a sacrifice. And that's what God uh, calls us to. You know, how would the tribes of Levi continue their spiritual uh, uh, duties for Israel if it wasn't for regular giving? You know, Numbers chapter 3, verse 49. You know, when I think about Ezra 5 and Ezra 3, chapters 3, you know, um, it's the rebuilding of the temple, right? And if it wasn't for the hard work, if it wasn't for the resources, if it wasn't for the regular giving, you know, how would God's temple be rebuilt? So it's not just for, you know, when we think about the Old Testament, right, right and we think about just as, as, as Sean was talking about the heroes, we are heroes too. We're called to the same standard. We're called to the same uh, uh, high level of obligation, spiritual obligation, spiritual sacrifice, and, uh, you know, it's not just for the Old Testament, but it's also for us as well. Okay, well, giving back is sometimes uncomfortable when times are tough. Why give, we ask ourselves, when life is not financially stable right now? The church won't suffer if I hold back my contribution this week. Those are some of the things that Satan whispers in our ear sometimes. Many of us give wholeheartedly and without reservation, and thank you for that. But some of us want to see our financial situations change before we give regularly to the church. I remember when Harold and I were married tw 22 years ago in the kingdom, and we were still in college at that time. It took us a little bit longer to graduate because we had to support ourselves while attending college. Life was not smooth for us. We had um, financially, we had to um, pay for our own tuition, rent, food, 
the essentials, all on our own. But giving was a priority, just like paying for groceries. Holding back contribution was not an option because we understood that God had given us immeasurably more. As a student, I also watched how God came through for us time and time again. For instance, as a young married couple, we ended up in a high-rise apartment overlooking Arthur Ashe Stadium with the Empire State Building in the distance for hardly any rent at all. That was God. I remember we saved for our first home in one year with a 20% down payment. That was God. Um, I remember in 2012, I was diagnosed with a rare lung condition called pulmonary hypertension. It was so rare that the treatment, uh, the medication for it, cost tens of thousands of dollars. But as it turned out, the hospital administration hooked us up with an organization that subsidized all our deductibles insurance didn't cover. That was God. Why am I telling you all this? Because our God is faithful, even when we are faithless. All during that time, I remember, God's not going to come through for us. I remember desperately holding on to the promises that he made, like in Malachi 3, when God says, test me in this. I remember saying, Jesus is Lord. Okay, well, that means he's Lord of my finances, too. Over the years, we've had many spiritual people in our lives to help and guide us financially, and we still do. Accountability can be a harsh word for some of us, but without it, our faith can wane. I believe that what giving does is it puts our money where our mouth is. It shows us where our faith really lies. I want to encourage us not to hold back, even when times are tough, because that's when God shines through the most. Generosity Sunday is coming up May 5th. That's just in five weeks. So I want to share some practicals on what we've done over the years as a family to save in order to give back to God. Every year, we know generosity comes around the same time. So instead of not being prepared, we started a special account just for giving. So every month, we put money aside in that account. Also, we give automatically through direct deposit the amount we committed as a family to give through Tidely.com. Any bonus money that my husband makes, we give a percentage of that towards the building fund. You see that beautiful building that's going up there? Um, some years, we will offer some of our tax return. Um, and others, um, I'm an accountant, so uh, the money that I make doing accounting work, I'll give that money as well. So we all can use our talents for God, and he will multiply our giving. Why do we do all this? Giving gets our hearts in shape spiritually. We give because he first gave to us. Let us pray. Father, we, Father God, we are honored to be in your presence. Father, help us to be a, a, a following father of your people. Mm -hmm that will be consistent in our giving, that our giving will be a part of our spiritual walk, will be a part of our worship, it will be a part of our spiritual obligation, Father, to you, because so much has been given to us. Yes. 
Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for this time that we are consistently partic participating in this, in this fellowship, Father, of giving. Yes. Lord, we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.